Yes. Can you believe it? I never thought this day would come. I know you sure as hell didn't because you don't really believe in this as much as I do. It's our two-year anniversary here on the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon podcast. What? I never thought we'd make it. It's like a it's like a horrible, abusive relationship that you don't think is going to last, but then you get really hooked to the abuse. It's episode 52. Uh, there's 56 weeks in a year. The math there's isn't quite there. 52 weeks in a year. Oh, is there? Yeah. What? Where did the four, four extra come from? Well, so I, actually, we're right on par. Yeah. It's the 52nd episode. 52 weeks times two later, here we are, of weeks, mediocrity, yeah. intermittency, but nonetheless, our fandom is real, true, and we know yours is too. Thanks for being a part of our fandom. That's usually what I say at the end. I'm jumping ship here. It's okay. <laughs> it's stay geeky. Okay, let's close it down. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> what have we got in store for you, di- Dykes, <laughs> you guys today? <laughs> I mean, everyone's welcome to listen. They know that, right? Yeah, we got some good stuff. Well, we just got God of War. I say we. You're you're sort of staying at my house right now. Yeah. So and I so I'm there I got it. Vicariously getting it. Uh, yes, and you're and you're kind of watching it, playing it as well. To be fair, I did really encourage you to go get it opening day. You literally gave me twenty five dollars as a down payment because I know go I'm get gonna, that because I know I'm going to want to play it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you don't have a PS a PS4, so but you do. It worked out really I'm well here for the time being. So we want to give our first impressions on God of War. Very first impressions. Like literally just from like, 12 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that actually got us thinking, you know, God of War is a franchise where you're really into Far Cry and so am I, but you a little bit more right now. And that got us thinking, those two are franchises. What? How many ever years in the making? Yeah, what which are, one's the best one out which, of those? And when we say best, of course, there's no... I mean, yeah, you can look at the critical consensus, but when we say best, like the best to us, our most enjoyed, our sure. favorites. And I, I'm excited to see where we differ and yeah. where we uh, we come together. And so we're going to go over a lot of different franchises. Like a hodgepodge of topics. And just real quickly say, this one's my favorite and why. Yeah. And then we've got our topic of the week, which is going to be a spoiler discussion on the movie A Quiet Place. Yeah, it came out a little more than two weeks ago, so most everyone has seen it by now. And hopefully. just hopefully. And Otherwise, we're going to spoil it. And then also, geez, we're only like six days away from Avengers. Of, in, actually, technically five days away at the time of this recording because we're going to go see it Thursday night. Mm. Thanks for picking up those tickets. We're knocking on the door of Avengers Infinity War. Super hyped for that. And uh, where should we start today? Oh, hello. Well, got a war. No, oh. fake sponsors. I totally forgot. Didn't you? Yes. Yeah, we'd been doing this for two years now. You think we would? Uh, we'd get used to it. We want to say that this episode in particular is sponsored by optimism hard cider and dark chocolate yeah yeah all three of those things are in my system right now many people who listen to this podcast might not know this but we are actually building an entire media empire this podcast is only yeah, just a kind of the of tip it. of the iceberg yeah yeah and so we decided we're branching out well yeah What's not only are we branching right out well tv obviously streaming in particular netflix right? and hulu and all that yeah, they're going down because we've got our own network. That's it's coming, coming out. up the ranks, absolutely. It's about ready to leash a big, fat, sweaty slam dunk on the the <laughs> yeah. uh, the network yeah. world. Very descriptive and so pretty we sponsor, accurate. We took out an ad on ourselves basically this time around. Usually, we bring you top quality from outside of ourselves. This time, we're injecting you with some great quality from within. So please listen to this week's fake sponsor. Excuse the indulgence, and uh, for all your streaming needs, won't you consider this? Catch the fall premiere of the all-new RFWBB Tuesday Night lineup. It's fun, sexy, 
silly <laughs> and action packed. It's got something for everybody. First, it's the season premiere of last year's top ranked sitcoms, Roommates and Two Homeless Girls, the smash hits in back to back time slots. Yeah! Hey, that's right. Then we've got some all new fun game shows the whole family is sure to love. It's the return of the beloved Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? But this time with a twist. America, say hello to Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader with Learning Disabilities. More guaranteed winners. After that, watch It Pays to Wait to Masturbate. This edgy new game show is a battle of will and determination. See what happens as ten hormone-filled teenage boys are locked in a room with nothing but wall-to-wall graphic porn. Really explicit stuff. The last one to jerk it wins. The denial of masturbation can equal a cash sensation. It's explosive fun. And finally, for the action lover, it's Walker, Texas Ranger, Texas Ranger's Dog Walker. 16 years after the conclusion of the original show, this continuation of the legendary series follows our hero, Walker, as a retired Texas Ranger. Chuck Norris reprises his iconic role, but now instead of enforcing justice, he's exercising dogs. Not just any dogs, though, as he secured an exclusive contract to walk the dogs of players from the Major League Baseball team, the Texas Rangers. This is really stupid. That's right. Chuck Norris is Walker, Texas Ranger, Texas Rangers Dog Walker, kicking into high gear at 10 p.m. That's the all-new Tuesday night fall lineup on the RFWBB Network, followed by the 11 o'clock news. Stream us at randomfandomcast.com. You know, I think I sounded a little too excited there at one point. Oh, when you did the uh, Howard Dean? Yeah. The, yeah! Yeah, yeah. The guy I, that I see basically how... lost the nomination because of one on-air Isn't gap. that funny? That guy lost the nomination because he just, he screamed a little too and loud because he was excited. And look you nominated and 14 at, years later. Look at our presidency today. Well, this isn't a political podcast, but come on, guys. You can't, you can't ignore <laughs> that fact. It's funny how times change, Justin. Well, normally I'd say thank you to our fake sponsors, but I want to say thank you to us. because Thank we, you, Brandon. That that is us. We did, did it. <laughs> we uh, did it. So let's kick into the real good stuff that we want to talk about. First of which is God of War. Wow. We've got, I mean, I've played some more while you were gone today. Mm-hmm. I probably have like five, maybe six hours into the game. Mm-hmm. You've got what? couple so we we played probably up until about an hour and a half two hour marker yeah more or less yesterday more today yeah but i i just in transparency i've gone ahead on youtube and watched some playthrough because i'm just so curious to see what Uh, happens cheated well because there's one tv down there there's one system there's two sets of hands yeah i figured i'm not going to be playing it on board as if as you know if it was just purely mine and that's fine so i did kind of go ahead a little bit between uh, some playthrough was released, I think, on Thursday, the day before. Okay. This game is no doubt going to be top seller for the month of uh, April. At well, least and it's, from the this reviews point. are off the chart. There is right not now. one single bad review on this game from a professional reviewing mm-hmm. site that's mm-hmm. accredited site. And I don't even think the unaccredited ones have anything bad to say on it. It's too early for us to review it, but you guys, I, you don't want to just jump on the bandwagon. But when something has been this critically well received, you have to Somebody see did what something the deal right. is. Yeah, yeah, you have to check it out. And they did. They really did something right. And right from the get-go, you start to see, wow, this game is very polished. I mean, what we're used to out of a God of War game is so much different than what this game is. It's a little 
fraternity action. You know what I mean? Just like kind of, it's like very bro like. You mean the old ones? Yes. Yeah. yeah and totally. it's Smash Mouth, and it's in your face, Smash, and they, have, they play Smash Mouth All Star continuously. Obviously. And it's um a little arcade style as far as just the button mashing. Right. And Kratos is always angry, and it worked. Obviously, he's a household commodity in amongst gamers, but something just without spoiling anything because there's not much to spoil at this point as to where we are in the game at the time of this recording but it's just like it's calmer it's, it's more more grown up exactly it's a mature god of war yes and as fun as it was like banging the the chicks and smashing the buttons and like <laughs> stuff like that yeah. or doing the there's chi- a lot of quick time yeah and it just events. became a little arcadey that's the only word i can really think of that makes sense and it, it was, was very good oh and they're fun as hell and they deserve their place but this is like for the adult God of War fan, or for the mature God of War fan, ten what is it? the first one came out? I think two thousand five. Well, if you think about it, they did a really smart move, looking at who played the games back when they were originally out. Right, number one, two, and three mainly. Yeah, and then there's the few side ones, the one and, on PSP yeah. and stuff. And so, if you look at like the age of who played that, those people are now more grown up, and they're actually having kids. And this game, I mean, I don't have a child. But I could, I could totally see how this game plays into that father son relationship. What well, Kratos does now, exactly. And so, so it's it's so much more um, character driven. Yes. Story so far, we haven't really figured out much, so I can't really say how story driven it is. But character wise, I mean, you can tell they put a lot of thought and love into the story that they're telling between this father and son. Yes. And I think that goes really far as to make it a grown up version of a man who in his past was extremely brutal and murderous and is now trying to do his best to curb some of that anger and just raise a son the right way, but in a way that he can also survive in this crazy world. He's a stone-cold father. Like, his love is tough. That's the definition of tough love. I mean, he literally calls him boy. I'm sure someone will have a count on this. It might already be on the internet. But the amount of times in-game that he calls Atreus boy... What do you think the over-under is? I'm going to say if the over-under on it is 250, would you take over-under? I have, I have no idea how long the game is. So, And I've been hearing around 30 hours with exploration on an average playthrough. It's crazy that people have already played through, but some people got the you know the early copies mm-hmm. so they can review and whatnot. I get that. Well, I, I, just looking at the progression so far, actually. Yeah. And seeing how many hours I have in it and seeing how little I've progressed on like leveling up and stuff, mm-hmm. I could I absolutely see this game Yeah, being at least 30. Yeah, that seems like a good, at least, a good basement floor. I am really excited because whereas the older games and the first um, run of God of War, the action and the boss fights is what really pulled you in. Here, the action at this point anyways is really kind of secondary to the story because if you think about it, they have so much backstory to fill in because they haven't divorced themselves from the previous lineage. You know, this is God of War again, if you will, Right. you know. He's still um, the same Kratos, but, but a, uh, older and, and wiser. And if you pay attention to the dialogue and the interactions he has with his son and some other of the uh, secondary characters, they've acknowledged his past. Mm-hmm. But there is a great big backstory to get filled in, and I can't wait to have it unravel of how he got to this point. How many years later is it from when we last really saw him as far as... You know, well, he's he, a demigod, so who knows how he ages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know. He We know that he can heal a little bit in this. Remember early mm-hmm. on, he kind of like... Has a little healing factor that comes over him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and here's the cool thing. I love when our heroes get old. I really do. And I'll have two case in points that just speak perfectly to it. 
I know you probably didn't get into as much as I did, but Gears of War 4, it's right. 20 years later, old Marcus. Yeah, yeah. How do you signify he's old, if, except for a few more wrinkles? Put a beard on him. Yeah. O- old Wolverine, Logan. Mm-hmm. How do you signify he gets old? More wrinkles, put a beard on him. But that's well, st- still same killer instinct is in him, and you're just like, yeah. That's same with guy. Metal Gear Solid. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, Snake, of course. I, I mean, this game, they, they did a really good job of, like you said, making an adult version yeah, he, Kratos of is toned down. what we were used to. And and I think it's perfect for the technology. It's like it's like okay, we we we're not gonna make it so arcadeish. We're gonna make it like a real, good quality story driven game. Yes, and that's what they did. And what I I think they were really paying attention to what was popular right now and what's really popular in this sort of third person perspective type of game is the Bloodborne's and the Dark Souls, right? That over the shoulder look, kind of. Yeah, but. But I'm I'm speaking specifically to, I was shocked at how difficult some of these bosses are that they kind of throw you into right away. Yeah. And they're not impossible. They're not Dark Souls and Bloodborne type impossible. But when you, right from the beginning, are thrown in there with this giant troll, and he takes a really long time to take down, it really kind of goes to show you, oh, wow, this game isn't messing around. Yes. Um, and... Today, while I was playing and you, and you were gone, that happened several more times where I was put up against somebody who was significantly higher level than me. And it and it and the game has a way of, of showing you that. And I was really pleased that it took that Dark Souls-ish approach, but without going too difficult. And you got to look for patterns in your enemy's movement, yes. wait for that time to strike or the weak point or something like that, but they don't just spell it out for you. Yeah, and I was really happy with that kind of midpoint between the old games that are arcadey where you're just killing everybody continuously. And this one right, where it every even once has a, in a hit while counter they... in the old games, which to me got it a little goofy. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, 44 yeah. hit combo. It's like, what is this? Well, one thing I could see as I start to level up, I can start to see the combos evolving and the power of his axe evolving and his movements and style evolving. And I, I really like already where it is now five or six hours into the game versus where it was when it started. And then five or six hours later, it's going to be a completely different fighting style. And I, I, I like that. It's evolving, yes. I like the axe. I can't wait to hear the backstory on the axe, where yeah. it came from. It, it's obviously magic-infused. Um, it is a la Thor and Mjolnir. And it's yeah. what a, a perfect setting because it's now Norse mythology. They've gone away from the pantheon of the Greek gods. I just can't I wait to think find about out. That. That's it's very similar to Thor's hammer. Well, and that's why I think I didn't there's even think about that. And he's obviously messing with Loki early in the game. We I think say, that's Loki. It's obvious to me. I think so. And I, I have not went ahead and spoiled that or confirmed that. That's just my thought. But it's, it seems to reason because remember he talked about Odin and his brother. Yeah. And uh, the guy's uh, yeah. clearly using magic. It looks like Loki. It makes sense. But not the Loki we're used to in the movies. But no. It, different Loki, yeah but i mean which i like i like the fact that they weren't even trying to make him look like that kind of like a hipster loki yeah with all the tattoos and the the hair anyways not much more to say at this point just a few technical things i've noticed about the game um atreus is not useless that is a really cool thing yeah he he you can direct him he stays in the fight but not in the way he's mainly a distraction he yes but he can also he's basic because let's face it kratos is not ever known for his intelligence i don't even know it seems like there's points where they've insinuated where he can't even really read and so it, yeah i think it's a at least uh, different language yeah he's there to basically be you know his uh 
decipherer, if yeah. you will. And yeah, yeah. he uh, he's a great companion. And just the relationship that they've shown so far between the two of them, it's complicated, it's tough, but there's love there. I really like that. And respect. Yes. And of course, that then harkens to Joel and Ellie, and to a degree, um, Logan and you know uh, X-23. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I don't think they're copies of each other at all. Give me that. In-game, in addition to that, just... The polish is beautiful, man. It is. You said this basically like done one continuous. Yeah, there's no cuts. It's one continuous And I didn't even notice that. And then I'm starting to watch it and I'm being mindful of that. I'm like, holy hell, you're right. And it is so smooth between what would be a cut scene, essentially, and in-game play. And it is just graphically gorgeous. It's just, where are games going to go from here? Yeah. Like, I really just think we've almost hit our ceiling. Well... We haven't. No, and I know that, but it's just hard to imagine games are going to look better than this. I know. Pretty soon, they are going to look like real life. They're going to look like a television show. Or we'll be movie. Ready Player One then. Yeah, basically. I can't that, wait. God, that'd be great. Well, okay, Such so a beautiful those game. are just our impressions. But this game, more than just an impression, I think this is pretty much a stone-cold fact now, has pretty much, as if it wasn't even really set in stone before, but this really cements the fact that PlayStation's got the better exclusives. Hmm. What? Yeah. Okay, so this Gears of War, sure. I love, but it's not as good as this game. Um, yeah, at this point, I'm willing to I don't know. What wager. about Sea of Thieves, though? Sea I was of just Thieves say, is kicking ass. And Halo you know? Halo 5 didn't set the world on fire, but you talk about Last of Us, you talk about this game, you talk about um, the upcoming Spider-Man, so much hype yep, and hope yep. for that. What other uh, PlayStation exclusive well, am I missing? You're, you're totally, oh, Uncharted. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, You're totally right that, I mean... In the past couple of years, PlayStation's been kicked. From PlayStation 3 on, I really feel like they've got the better yeah. exclusives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So it goes. But, but this game is awesome. I cannot wait day, to finish it. One day, Microsoft will come out with a new Fable that kicks ass, and I can't wait. I would really hope that. So speaking of, speaking of yeah, Fable so, and God of War... And, and we were talking about we were Far talking Cry about Far 5, Cry. and a lot of people have said this is the best God of War in the series to date. We'll probably be able to say yes or no to that hopefully soon as we finish it. Um, a lot of people said Far Cry 5 is the most fun they've had in the series, and I just thought about like... Okay, so what constitutes a franchise technically? For me, whether it's movie or video game or anything of that sort that we talk about, it has to be three entries or more. Okay. You can't have just two of something called a franchise. Sure. That's just a sequel. So I thought we'd just kind of populate a list real quick, go over something, do a little back and forth, and we're going to talk to each other about what our favorite in the franchises are. So let's just start with obvious. God of War. God of War. And don't say this one yet because you can't, because you didn't finish it. Well, but and I can't. I can say that it will probably be, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the ones I've played, uh, it was number two. Because I think, even though three had that awesome boss fight at the end where you fight Zeus, mm-hmm. and he gets all angry, Zeus, your son has returned, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think number two was my personal favorite. Um, whichever one has the Poseidon battle, that is such a cool boss battle. Mm-hmm. I think that's number two. You know, I can't remember much about them because they were all so similar Excuse me. that they all kind of run together the same in my mind. They do. Um, but there are a few battles that I remember. The Zeus one is one of them. So I think for me, I'm actually going to go with the first one though because the Hard first one that. was groundbreaking. I remember just being like, oh my God, this game is, gameplay wise, is so fun. And this character, though he's super machismo and over the top, he's really fun to watch and play. I agree. So I'm going to go with number one. Hard to argue that. Let's so. go Far Cry, though. I have not technically finished five, but I still don't think it would matter. It's got to be number three for me. Yep, yeah, me too. Me too. I, I agree. Three was the 
the big change, and that's basically what they modeled everything, every one of those. After. Henceforth, yeah. you would say. Uh, what what else? I mean, there's literally millions of them out there, but we'll just keep it a little contained. Give me your favorite Zelda title. Favorite? Oh, Breath of the Wild. Easy. Really? Yeah. And you're not going to say Ocarina? Ocarina. No, oh, it was, was Ocarina, but okay. Breath of the Wild is just by far blew it away in my and opinion. For all I know, that would be something I could agree to. I haven't played it. Sorry. Yeah. I don't have time to get to everything. Um, so that, that makes me a bad geek. And I'm going to say Mario-wise as well. I can't help but say the the Mario Odyssey is, is one of my favorites. Okay, well then let me then give you my two in return, both on the NES console, for both franchises. Mm. The original Zelda, it's like we talked about like a year and a half ago. We've mm-hmm. been podcasting for so long, you know. Um, my third favorite game of all time is the original Zelda, and so therefore it has to be my favorite Zelda game. Okay, I just love Mario it so though? much. What about Mario? Super Mario Brothers three. Okay. Um, I love. Yeah, that's a really good one. I love uh, Super Mario World. I love freaking Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four. Awesome. Mario Sunshine. Uh, there's so many great games. I haven't played Odyssey again. I do not yeah. own a Switch, but maybe that will change so someday. I think like four. I would have said Mario sixty four easy. But after playing Mario Odyssey, I feel like Mario Odyssey is just a really good upgraded version of sixty four, with different worlds. So I'm gonna go that. Do you remember what movie featured Super Mario Brothers three? The showdown at the end when he had to play it. Uh, the Wiz, Wizard? The Wizard, yeah, yeah. Starring? Starring Fred Savage. Good and knowledge. And the other guy. And little Ben Savage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it really? Were they brothers? In the movie, yes. And they're brothers. You I didn't know that. You don't know I that? Never knew that. And Macho Man Randy Savage is their father. You know that, right? <laughs> okay, two of those things are true. <laughs> or one of those things are true. Two of one. Shut up. All right, let's keep going. Uh, okay, what else? Me. give me something. What about Star Wars? Star okay. Wars. Do we want? Yes, of course, obviously. But do we want to answer that maybe in two ways? Star Wars movie, Star Wars game. Oh, well, okay. Let's stick with movie first. Okay, movie, New Hope. Still, don't you I... say it. <laughs> now you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, if it's not Empire, then these guys aren't legit. I'm out. Empire was really good. But I can't. My first love was A New Hope. That's right. where I fell in love. And that's kind of where my personal favorite. I'm not saying it's the best. It's my personal favorite. I think when I watched episode seven, that was like, I was blown away by that it. That was just it for you. I was just like, okay, I can't believe they made it as good. And maybe it was and because. It's relevant I, almost 40 years later yeah. from its original inception. So I'm going to go that one. Right now, on. game. Ooh, there's a shitload, obviously. It's got to be where Battlefront Two, yeah, honestly, and uh, props to, um, oh, what was that one? Uh, of course, Knights of the Old Republic. Everyone points to that one. Sure, um, I loved. I never uh, got as much into that. Nah, it never, never grabbed me. Maybe I didn't play it in its original inception. I played it after the fact when technology already changed. Maybe that's just as yeah. why. Uh, there was Dark Forces. Do you remember that one? It was nope, uh, a, a shooter. Oh, that was good. So many Star Wars games. Obviously, probably like a hundred or more, but. It's got to be Battlefront 2, not the the new one. We're talking back on yes. PlayStation 2 days. Back when you and I would throw the controller back and forth. Hell and yeah. Play in that Never out of anger, so too. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because there's always, you could still win and just have fun. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Best Lord of the Rings movie. Ooh, uh, oh, so the second so one. Two um, Towers. Two Towers. I, I, I like the Two Towers because it has some of my favorite action se- sequences. Well, that battle like at the end is. The Helm's Deep. Yeah. Oh, so good. 
Yeah. That, I mean, you cannot go wrong anyway. God, For me, so good. it's Return of the King just because of the ending. The ending was just, mm-hmm. I know it sounded goofy, but like, I legitimately wanted to shed a geek tear at the end because I'm just like, now it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, the adventure's over. And you obviously knew that going in, but it was just so tied together at the end and just all felt like the just the culmination of just such an awesome journey through not only storytelling, but cinema and, you know, the actual mm-hmm. fantasy. So cool. Hard to go wrong either way, though. So here's one. I mentioned yes. it earlier, and then you just said journey, and it made me think of it. Fable. Fable 2. Yeah. Fable 2 is my two favorite. Is really good. Not Fable Journey. <laughs> no, thanks. Horrible. Was that the mobile version or whatever the no, hell that was? No, that was the... Um, the connect one i think oh yeah basically it was like a it was a first broken expansion it was bad yeah um, that noise. i remember trying to demo that when i worked at best buy in the gaming department and you were trying to show people what it was like but it just never worked it, it never so like bad. no pun intended but it just didn't connect yep uh-huh. number two is by far the best we agree batman best batman movie and oh, movie. i know it's easy to say the Dark french boom uh for me it's batman returns I'm not wrong. And what about the games? Arkham City. Same. Yeah. Definitely Arkham City. Dude, I remember playing a, a Batman game back in the NES, and I love that game. But Arkham City is like just like it's a top hundred game. Any should be on 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 any list. It was just mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. When you got that combat and that cityscape, forget about it. Yeah. What about Indiana Jones? If you had asked me when I was a kid, I would say Temple of Doom. For Ugh, all the, the like cheesy, corny reasons. The, the, yeah, now it's maybe an adult. Because, yeah, because of those reasons. Yeah. It's just cheesy. Pulling out the guy's heart, eating monkey brains. Eh, never, yeah. never did it for me. It got a little cartoonish. I will say Raiders of the Lost Ark. First one. First mm-hmm. one, best one. First the worst. To me, first the best. To me, The Last Crusade was my favorite. Oh, with uh, Sean Connery and yeah, yeah, Colin yeah. Jr. and everything. Yeah. That one, one I really a, one liked. B, for sure. Huh. I give you Resident Evil. Four, absolutely. As much as I love four. Don't say seven. No, seven's, oh, okay. seven's up there. First one. Caveat, first one, remake on the GameCube. Legitimately okay. one of the scariest games I've ever played. I mean, yeah, Resident Evil 1 was one of the scariest games I've played up until that point, but then Resident Evil 4 just took it to a new level and wasn't even the fear aspect. It was just how fun it was to play mixed with the crazy fear aspect. It, it would be my second choice. Yeah. Um, James Bond. From any... Um, let's go. Show. Okay, let's do movies and then video games. Okay, well, obvious... It's obvious what the video game is. Come on. Uh, movie, though. I'll say Goldeneye. Uh, me too. I'm Goldeneye for both. Yeah. And, and, and Yeah, really, exactly. The only reason Goldeneye... Because Goldeneye wasn't a great movie, but... But the only reason it fun. stuck with me is because of the the game. Well, I still think it's a, it's a it's a good enough movie. It is good. I do like the Daniel Craig go rounds for the most part. There was I that one. Know. What Quantum Assault was kind of dead, but oh, Sky Spectre was good. Spectre was good. Oh, Skyfall was really good. Skyfall was really good. Ooh. You're right. Maybe I like Skyfall the movie a little bit more now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. But the one thing Skyfall didn't have was Sean Bean dying, and as you know, Sean Bean dies Sean in every Bean movie, dies with even in television shows. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Skyfall. Okay. And of course, Goldeneye. Okay. I. You actually convinced me. I think Skyfall was my favorite out of the movies. Well, realistically, greatness. Honestly, greatness is one. to be followed. So, but I, I um, no, of course. But I, I, I still have fond memories of watching the movie and going, "Oh my god, I remember that from the game. I remember that from the game." Which it should be the opposite. Yeah. 
but that's the way I remember it. All right, let's blast through some more. Now, this should be pretty obvious, but I give you Bioshock. It is a franchise, technically. Number one. It's got to be. It's got to be number one. Yeah. Best, best story, for sure. Okay, and here's one that's not very obvious. What about Metal Gear Solid? Ooh. Like, honestly, I know um, Guns of the Patriots was amazing, and that story was so gripping, but I think for the in-game... For the gameplay, I should say. Snake Eater, number three, my favorite. C5, just the latest one. Oh, see, I didn't play five. So good. I never got around so to good. it. And it's another one of those games that was getting near-perfect scores across the board. It was really good. It was ridiculous in a lot of ways. It was a weird... It was a mix between absolutely silly, but then really serious. It, but it kind of worked. Sounds like a Kojima production. It does. Um... Let's go with uh, X-Men movies. There's a lot of X-Men movies. There, Yeah, maybe too much. Well, hasn't been anything lately. I will tell you very assuredly of that. Uh, X2, X-Men United. See, I, was, I, I think we talked about this before. X2 is yours. X1 for me. How about Alien out of all the Alien-type movies? One. For me, it's Aliens. Mm-hmm. I love them both, but Aliens holds a little eh, more special place in my heart. It's just a different type of movie, it in is. my opinion. It is. Well, it's Ridley Scott versus mm-hmm. James Cameron. You'd mentioned Gears of War earlier. I did. And what is your favorite Gears of War? You know, it's funny. I was just listening to a podcast the other day where they're like, oh, two's the best, like for sure. Um, because it just now became backwards compatible. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure of that. I think three. for Three for, is for me. I like. I'm, I'm I love go, them all. Yeah, Even Judgment. Too. But I'm, uh, I'm going to go with three as well. Yeah, three was where it's at. Yep. Let's was, uh, get a few more in. What about Jurassic Park? Is it obvious oh, that it's the, the first? Okay. God, yeah. You just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. It could be Forbidden Kingdom or whatever the hell is coming up. No. What months. about Halo? What about Halo? Shoot. Uh, you got me with number two. Two me is too. my favorite. That's when you start to dual wield? Yeah. Yep, 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 for sure. A couple more. Fallout. You're going to oh, say four. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say three. Okay. Yeah. Four just had so many more capabilities, and the graphics were amazing. What's your favorite Elder Scrolls game? Is it Skyrim? Skyrim, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I figure that's a safe bet for us. But, you know, some people might say Morrowind or Oblivion or some of the others. Uh, Final Fantasy. What's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Seven. See, as much as I was just extolling the virtues of Seven uh, a few recordings ago, my favorite absolute Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy Tactics. I love that game. This is just one of my favorite games of all time. Was that? Hmm. I don't think I It wasn't that. part of, like, any real story. Yeah, I don't think I played that. You? Oh, my gosh. Do you have any more? No. Okay, I have one more. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite of the Uncharted series? Uh, the latest one. I think that's four, That right? was four. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've... with the other ones, I found myself getting a little tired of the same, climb this, shoot these guys, solve a puzzle, climb this, shoot these guys, solve a puzzle. And I felt like four had much stronger story focus and was a little bit more creative on how you shot these guys, climbed this, and then solved and the puzzle. And the reasons why. Yeah, like, it, it It was just done a little differently. I'll give you that. Yeah. Number two, my favorite, or I think it's number two, whatever one has that awesome train scene, mm. and that, yeah, whatever Which the one Which one was though. the one with the airplane? Where he's, like, hanging out of the airplane? I think The cargo airplane? Three? I, I don't know. I, I need to brush up. Obviously, so many great franchises. If we didn't talk about the ones you're screaming at, so we're like, what about this? Yeah, hey, you well, can always let us know. all the time in the world. Yeah, we don't have all the time in the world, and you can always let us know, too. We'll give you all our details at the closing. But that was just kind of a fun little, I don't know, ride down memory lane. Some of it's current. Some of it's not. 
Okay. Well, I think that was, I think that was good. That was fun. That was a romp. Let's move on to our topic of the week. What is it? Which is a, <laughs> it's a spoiler filled discussion. It's all the frills of spoilers. Of you were gonna say free, then you I meant was, to say filled. I, I gotcha. I think they did too. Go ahead, try again. It's a spoiler filled discussion of John Krasinski's A Quiet Place. And it's our topic of the week. Yep. I was so excited for this movie from basically the time I saw the trailer. Now, what was it about the trailer? What was it about this concept that really had you excited? I don't know. I really, I couldn't put my finger on it. It just, I thought that, I thought they were all a deaf family. Turns out they weren't, Mm -hmm. but I thought what a cool concept. And just that tagline really stuck with me. So simple. If they hear you, they hunt you. Uh, it mm-hmm. just the intrigue. It had me very intrigued. It is a really basic concept that Super I'm, basic. I'm actually surprised has not been done before. I almost feel like after all the rewrites and remakes and reimaginings and shitty original stories, why did it take so long to come up with something so simple yet effective? Yeah, just something simply doesn't have eyes, but it has very good hearing. Very good hearing to the point where everything you do has to be completely muffled. Otherwise, the few that are miles away will come to you. So I want to just ask your initial impression right off the bat, and then we'll get into the reasons why. What did you think of this movie, if you had to sum it up in a few words? My initial impressions are this was a really, really well done movie. Yes. I do not like scary movies generally. And it's because, for the most part, they are just not done well. There are a handful of scary movies that you can point to and say, those were done very well, and the, the the stories worked, the directing worked, the acting worked, and especially if you can say that they were still scary in some way. But majority of the time, scary movies aren't scary to me, and they're just cheesy, and they're low budget, and they're shitty. This one was, it actually was low budget. It had a budget of $17 million. Sorry, I made that back tenfold by now. Yeah, it made $154 million or something like that so far. Just a few weeks later. And... uh this movie, though, it took a basic concept, but it was written so well, and I think more more than written, I think it was directed really well. I completely agree. And you know what's nice is the same hand was in both. Yeah, so, so John Krasinski wrote it and directed it. Yeah, it's not his first foray into um, helming the director's chair or writing a movie, but I think it's definitely the most ringing case for a uh, biggest endorsement for him going forward. What else has he done? Oh, uh, a movie about, I don't even know. Like, they're not well thought of or remembered movies. I I remember looking it up at one point before. Uh, While you're maybe looking into that, let me tell you what I really, well, my impressions. I really liked this movie as well. This is like an A-range movie for me. And like you said, it was a scary movie, but not for conventional reasons. It was all about tension and Mm -hmm. dread and impending doom and just oh my god some people in that movie theater that screening that we went to could not handle it have you noticed some people were getting up and walking away or just like the audible gasps in the movie like when the creature's right there and you know it but they don't necessarily some people just can't handle the scare and it was so tense and it never it started with a bang that opening scene was intense yes and then it tells you what you're dealing with and then it just flash forwards like 300 some odd days later 
and you never understand anything as to how this got to this point and you don't feel like you end up by the time you leave the theater like you need to like okay so what were those creatures or yeah where they come from you just know there's three of them you find out in well, their neck of the woods three of them oh yeah they're it's a global assault but there's but, at least three of them this in this area in this little secluded wooded right. suburban town in pittsburgh or something i don't even remember so there's the mom the dad there's three kids one of whom the oldest is deaf mm-hmm. so that explains why everyone knew sign language which i liked that I will start by saying, and they show you this right at the beginning, I love just the little auditory clues as to whose, uh, whose lenses you're ex- uh, looking through, whose, whose kind of life you're experiencing. When you're seeing things from the perspective of the, the adults or the little, two little boys, you can still hear white noise. You can hear rustles of leaves and stuff like that. But when it goes to the teenage girl who has the hearing aids and is completely deaf, everything's completely muted. Mm-hmm. It's like th- someone just turned the, the fader down on the audio pods completely. And all you hear is just that like... You hear it from her perspective. Which is very, very muted. Yeah. And what this movie, like what other movies like a Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro Guillermo. Uh, movie did for like a lot of visual for like a Pan's Labyrinth was just visually stylistically oh, yeah. off the hook. This game did that, but for... Game? game? You just said game. Did I say game? Mm-hmm. I have games on the mind. What the movie did for, you know, visuals, and there's countless other examples, like that movie, even though it sucked, What Dreams May Come with Robin Mm -hmm. Williams, that was visually very arresting, or the movie like The Cell with Jennifer uh, Lopez back in the day. Yeah. I could go on. That was a crazy movie. Yeah. But what those movies did for visuals, this movie did with audio cues. And just, you know, the fact that they did an hour and probably what, an hour and 30, 40 minute movie with probably like 10 lines of dialogue. Yeah. Holy hell, they had me hook, line, and sinker. And I don't even think about the fact, and this just speaks to how well it was done. I didn't think to myself, hey, isn't that the guy from The Office? I knew it was going into it, but you don't think about that. He's a completely standalone character, and he's a devoted dad, and just the... Uh, this... he, he is a very charismatic person to watch yes. on screen. Even when he's in this role, which is this really broken-down father who is is grizzled and... and he's broken down by the fact that all he's trying to do is, is keep his family safe, but, and knowing that he has a doomsday clock difficult. counting down. Yeah. You know? That in any moment, one of these creatures can just simply snatch up his kid or, or his wife. I mean, that's that, that stress that that plays on him is shown very well. And he's still trying to be loving and compassionate and yeah. a, a father and a lighthearted at times when you see him smile, but he's always prepping and you see the fact that he's always prepping because he's thought about things. He's got like his little control room in his lab and he's working on the he's implants on the for his daughter. Yep. And it was just so well done. And the fact that there's an emotional piece to it, um, there's just so much to like about this movie. There was one thing that didn't make sense to me, but before I get to that, every scene felt important like there was nothing wasted there was just like oh mm-hmm. what was that about i didn't understand that it's like when you're playing a game and you get limited ammo so you better make every shot count right it felt like that with all the the cues like the sand i didn't understand what the sand was about first i'm like oh so it mutes their footprints yeah yeah, yeah. or you know because the, if they step on a leaf they're done i mean as simple as that that crunch of a leaf could make, make yeah. all the difference and just the looks on their faces and the fact that they cue each other like through facial expressions just like i know a lot of the deaf community does um you know they're big into facial expressions mm-hmm. to help express what's going on with their hands and i just thought that was so well done and just everything felt important the one thing that just left me scratching my head a little bit after the death of their first son um spoiler yeah well we are said that so yeah <laughs> it's good um you can't spoil a spoiler and it was and that was such an tense opening scene i loved it that was such a great 
hey, this is what this movie is going to feel like going forward. Why would you get your wife pregnant again? Why would you bring a baby into a world like that? Yeah. Unless it was an accident. And th- Well, and who knows? I, I actually thought the same thing. And granted, was- he was a doomsday prepper, so he had safeguarded against it, right? When they put the baby in the little coffin with the breathing mask. Mm. And so, and then that's the thing. When you see him collecting that oxygen mask, I'm like, what the hell is that going to be for? He knew. So he was always thinking ahead. But oh, well, just- he had nine months to prepare. I but mean- yeah, but why would you bring a baby into that world? That just did not make sense. I know. But if it happens, there's nothing you can do about it. But as far as the taking the the reasoning and logic aside as far as how it played off on screen oh when a pregnant it, woman's being oh, chased yes. around oh my god it just made you feel uncomfortable well, when when yeah when a pregnant woman and her unborn child is at risk it, yeah. it, it the stakes are just sky high huge yeah huge the revolving story about how you know it was really kind of experienced through everyone's point of view but really the teenage girl the oldest daughter it was like kind of like she had to you know defeat her demons and she feels responsible for the death of her brother. And so being that, you know, her impairment ends up becoming the cure. That's kind of like a, a a tried and true story mechanism. Oh, I like that. But I do like that. And then I thought to myself at the very end, after she shoots it, right, the mom shoots it with a shotgun. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the hell did you do that for? You just signed your death warrant. Cause then it shows the other two come running on their little surveillance camera. But, but they know exactly how they know what to do. And I was like, I didn't even think of that. I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. Now you just, yeah. Such I love that. Yeah, everything was so tightly connected. And then the sacrifice of the dad. Which I thought was a little unnecessary. But it, it worked for me on an emotional level. It did, on an emotional I, level. I, but I've always on loved a, on, a, on a logical level, I just... I, I kind of thought there was another way to do it to to not necessarily give himself up so easily. Yes. But I, I totally get where they were going with it. One thing I did like is that um, the, the teenager who played the oldest daughter... Um, Millicent Simmons is her name. The Great. Anyway, she's in real life. She's deaf. No joke. Yeah. I did not know that. And I, I apparently John Krasinski really pushed to have a, an actual. I had heard deaf that. Yeah, I heard that he had said that in a few interviews. Play that role and I, to really and it get into it, sound it, feel it authentic as possible. There's something about not being able to hear for most or all of your life, where your the just the slightest, tiniest little movements and actions are slightly different than somebody who can hear everything. Yes. And so that's something that I probably wouldn't have thought about until I actually saw someone who was deaf play a deaf person. And I kind of, it was just something about it was more believable. Exactly. It came off just so realistic as somebody who is deaf. I really enjoyed that. I'm really, like, really touched to know that. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to say this is an all-time great but this is one of the best scary movies I've seen in a long time. And you, you know me, I'm a connoisseur of scary movies. And I like scary movies. I don't like gross, stabby, tortured porn well, movies. I do not like gore, gory movies. No. Unless they're like, a, you know, if like it's part Kill of the Bill story. or something like that. Sure. I, I, I enjoy, the, enjoy the gore in that, but that's different. Yeah, it's stylized and something that's like that. That's the difference, yeah. This, dude, like, I, I don't even want to like, you know, get too hard on for it, but it feels like, for me, like a top 10 scary movie. It was so well done. And that and they do with a couple, you know, stereotypical things like the chase through the cornfields at night, you know, sure. The cornfield is a, a classic, sure. obviously, but that scene with the, uh, where but they're knowing that, how loud it is to run through corn. Yeah. And all these little things that we take for granted, we don't think about, but you had to be so conscious. It's like, how could you go through a world in a life not producing sound? You can you imagine that? Yeah, you can't. And it made it so that there was a certain, time in this film when uh john krasinski brings his oldest son mm-hmm. to the waterfall 
That was a beautiful and, scene. That was really emotional. Because of the sound Their cover. created by the waterfall, they were able to talk and even just kind of yell. Yeah, and just and, let it out. And 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 that was re- a relief. It, it and you of, saw the hesitation on the boy too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he too. he's seen his brother get killed. He knows what kind of world he's living in. Those creatures. Can we talk about them for a minute? Yeah. They were awesome. They and the thing is, remind me of another monster though, and I can't. You know what? I'll it. tell you what they remind me of because okay. I had it from like. Oh, jump. the demigorgon. That's what they remind me of. Okay, I, I can That's see that. That's what it was because no eyes, like. And then like the fold back face. Yeah, the fold back face. That's what it reminded me of. Is a demigorgon. But and I see from that Stranger Things. Everyone. He's wearing a demigorgon I'm shirt. I'm literally wearing a fighting. Demigorgons. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. You got me that shirt, and then you went out and bought one for yourself. That. I, can, I don't know. I'm kind I of liked bu- it. <laughs> I can say like, hey, here's a gift for you. And then I yeah, like it a lot. Several, I don't know, months later. Whatever. All we gotta do is make sure we don't wear it out on the same right, day, then. and we're cool. Um, I think that's funny though, and actually, I do like it. Yeah, you. I the like look on your face. You're like, you got the same shirt. I thought. Yes. I thought maybe you just went in and borrowed mine, and I'm like, oh, you could have just asked. <laughs> Dude, it's no, cool. no, this is mine. Is that a medium or a large? Medium. Cool. Mine's large because I have bigger muscles. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. What were we talking about? I love the creatures. I like the fact that they didn't keep them hidden in the woods for like the first half movie, and then only to reveal. They're like, nope. Pretty much, you get to see them right out the gate. They're scary. They're fast as shit. You know what? Yeah. And they're one-hit kills. They're like like the game you're playing, and if that boss touches oh, you, you're done. you're done. Um, it reminded me, they remind me of Necromorphs. Remember from Dead Space? Hmm. They look like Necromorphs, kind of like on the, those... Yeah, a little bit. Those stilted. They're big. Um, you probably have to come down by the legs, and they're fatal. And the fact that they just have those finely tuned sensors in their head mm-hmm. look like cool alien speakers. Yeah. And when they all open up like gills, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> no, I don't I think know. it's gonna like be as awesome the second time around. But you know what, I would love to do is go with someone who would be interested in seeing it for their first time and just like kind of gauging right. that. Dude, I felt my heart rate legitimately get up in that movie. That'd be so cool to like hook yourself up to a heart rate monitor and see how high it got at times of like the highest stress. It would be kind of cool. It was a stressful movie. Yeah, it was. Overall, it's an A, a solid A for me. Okay, I would definitely, I'd probably put it in at ninety. Cool. Which would be an A minus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good movie. Good topic of the week. I know. I know. Good you podcast. Good friendship. Good transitions while I'm stalling. Go ahead. That's the majority of what we wanted to discuss today. Yep. Now we are going to, as we kind of close down the episode, we every which, episode which we've been doing for the last two years. Happy two year anniversary. We Still do pumped about that. What we call a shadow of the synopsis. Yes. Where I'm going to read Brandon a synopsis, and he's going to try to guess what it is I'm, I'm talking about, whether it's a movie, video game, TV show. And then lastly, Brandon's going to give us what we call an awesome quote in geek history. Are you ready for the shadow of the synopsis, Brandon? Is it going to be awesome? I think it is. It, then yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Don't give me no weak stuff. Give me that hard stuff. After losing yet another job, George wonders if there is any career that can handle his outrageous and hyperactive personality. Luckily, George Uncle owns a failing local television station that is in dire need of a major change. And as a last-ditch effort, his uncle puts George in charge. With a big vision and basically no plan, George will put anyone on the air and will go to create a, a series of television shows so ridiculous they actually start to bring in the viewers. Shows like Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse, Wheel of Fish, and Raul's Wild Kingdom become some of the most popular shows on television. However, TV mogul R.J. Fletcher becomes furious that this station is getting better ratings than his network's programming. Because of gambling debts, 
the uncle is forced to consider selling the station to Fletcher, who would only too happily shut it down. So George and his friends organize a 48-hour telethon to raise the money by selling investment stock to save the town's new favorite station. Is the RFWBB network a part of this? No, this is this is predating that. Oh, okay. This is oh, this is a work of fiction. Okay, I mm, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this sounds really familiar, and I'm gonna say, and I'm not asking you to confirm or deny this, but just give me a look if I'm wrong. Is this a movie? I feel like this is a movie. Feels like it could be one of three guys. A movie with one of three guys. It okay. feels like it could be a Pauly Shore movie. Okay. Feels like it could be an Adam Sandler movie. Or a Norm McDonald movie. Dude, Wheel of Fish sounds so familiar. And R.J. Fletcher, I know I know those names. And this is going to piss me off because I don't think I'm going to get it. And I'm when you're going to say it, I'm going to be like, oh, of course. As you can tell, I'm stalling. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it my best guess. It, it, I'm going to say it's a Pauly Shore movie, even though I know it's not. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. A Brendan Fraser movie. I think it's a Brendan Fraser movie. Is it Monkey Bone? No, it's not. Damn it. How off was I? It's UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, of course. Supplies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I wasn't far off with Brendan Fraser and Monkey Bone, though. That's not like out of the, the realm of possibility. Yeah. Dude, how did I? I said I was going to be pissed. Here I am. I got to interview Weird Al a few years ago when I was did working really? at the, uh, the radio station. He was so cool. Even though at one point I totally botched something and I repeated something back to him about himself that wasn't true. And he's like, well, that's actually not true. Because <laughs> I Wait, thought, what did you say? I, I just thought, like, I never, like, I thought, have you heard of the um, the old musician Frank Yankovic? No. He's an old, like, accordion player. Okay. And so Weird Al does his polka. So I just assumed, and it's Frank Yankovic, not Yankovic. Okay. So I was like, what about your dad, Frank Yankovic? What was it like growing up with him and being inspired <laughs> by his music and all this shit? And he's like, and this wasn't a live interview. Fortunately, I had recorded it and played right. it back later, like our podcast. And he was actually very gracious. And he's like, well, that's actually a common misconception. But we talked about Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Remember um, in his, when he had his Saturday morning variety cartoon show? Uh-huh. And he would always eat Harvey the Wonder Hamster at the end? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, they, they had this little Harvey the Wonder Hamster song. And then he'd take him out and like do the song. And then he'd just shove him in his mouth and eat him. And it was like a c- clear cutaway when he'd put the ham- real hamster I don't back in. And they gave him, like, yeah. And then he'd always, like, uh, so he said he, he got a lot of concerned parents thinking like, that he was mailing, actually eating a hamster. And, or that it, like, gave kids the wrong idea. <laughs> like, okay, your kids suck if that's something they can't. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some dead hamsters because of that. Oh, poor Harvey. Yeah. Great, great. Damn, we are on a cold streak. Yeah. We are. But that's okay because this is fun trying. Did you guys get it at home? Let us know. Uh, before we bid you adieu, it is our custom to give you our awesome quote in geek history. One of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm sure Brandon's not too far off. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The I most say it's one of my favorites, but it's definitely a good show and it's always fun to watch. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And it's always sunny. One of the most beloved characters, Charlie Kelly. You know him. He is, well, Charlie a little, a li- well, Charlie Kelly is the character. Oh. And Charlie, it's played by Charlie Day. Okay. If you're going to correct me, could you be right? At least. You said character. Character. Yes. The character is Charlie Kelly. The actor is Charlie Day. So now you're twice oh, wrong. Oh, I thought. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, why Brandon shuts up over here in the corner and lets me talk. Charlie Kelly, he's known for his illiteracy. One of the best examples of that is this little clip right here. What is it that you do again? I work, I'm like a janitor. I'm, um, I'm a full-on rapist, you know? Um, 
Africans, dyslexics, children, that sort of thing. I'm sorry. Did you say you're a full-on rapist? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I help, I help people, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, a full, a full, a full in. Philanthropist? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It gets blocked up in my mouth. I don't say it no good. So. Oh, philanthropy. It's a great, it's a great way to live. Uh, <laughs> that joke does harken back to uh, the an Alrapist joke oh, t- yeah. told 10 years From earlier. The development. Yeah, but that one, they still do it well. What's uh, your favorite quote in geek history? Tell us. Yeah. You can email us at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomfandomwbb, and of course, you can find all our past two years worth of episodes where I don't know anywhere, anywhere. SoundCloud, Podomatic, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, you know, wherever you use the internet. Not for Google po- Play though. Really? Stupid Google Play. Yeah, I can't find it on there. Oh, because now that I switched to a Google phone, I'm like, where's my podcast? No real. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. I don't like that. I don't like them. So if you have any thoughts about your favorite franchises or God of War or anything you want to chop it up with us about, hit us up on those platforms. We will be back hopefully very soon to talk about Avengers, Age of... Soon. uh, Ultron. Yeah, we're going to talk about Age of Ultron. (laughs) Age of Ultron. Yep, this is such a... What am I thinking? Age of Thanos, I was going to (laughs) say. Infinity War. (laughs) Thursday night. The countdown is on. I hope you have enjoyed our 52nd episode and thank you guys for being a fan of our fandom and stay geeky two years straight for another two years at least two more years (laughs) we'll be here by the time trump's done with his presidency at least so next week It's a quiet place Did they come from outer space? I don't know, but we got to go To a quiet place, they can't see your face But But if you make a sound, you're going down So in other words Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Sign language solo!